Welcome to For 10 Points, the best podcast on the web for everything Quiz Bowl related. Whether you're a player, a coach, or just trying to improve, we can help you get better. I'm your host, Ken Romeo, and with me on Squadcast in Stanford, Connecticut, is Andrew Triago. Mr. T, how you doing? I'm doing great, uh, but don't call me that for two months. I am off. Uh, I'm not doing hardly any work. Uh, most of my, my hard work consists of me reading and taking my dog on very long walks. That's right. We got, a, we got a new puppy in the Tariago house. Yes. Now, right? uh, Benny is very cute. He's a mini poodle. Nice. Uh, and he likes to uh, run around in circles and uh, bite water bottles. Those are his two favorite things to do. Fantastic pastime uh, if, if you're a dog. Um, so, uh, so in this episode today, we're going to talk about a couple of things you can do this summer, a couple of camps um, you can go to. Um, but we're going to have as a guest, uh, Mr. Eric Nelson of the Play Quiz Bowl LLC and the Bounce Back Foundation who's going to talk to us about um, his acronym tournament and the pop culture uh, question sets that he that he uh, creates. But also, more importantly, he's, we're going to talk about some mental health issues with Quiz Bowl because, um, Andrew, you know, for us, Quiz Bowl is, and I think always will be, a source of joy and, and happiness for us. Um, but it's not the, that's not the case for everybody. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Quizbowl has a, uh, not a dark side, but a very stressful side. If you're someone who's a, uh, a hardcore competitor or someone who's just starting to get into it and you might be frustrated by uh, the experience of uh, suddenly not knowing a lot of things. So, Andrew, uh, what about Quizbowl brings the most joy for you? For me, uh, the thing that makes me the most happy about Quizbowl is when my team gets a question that I told them a funny story or a dumb anecdote uh, and they get it on the third or fourth word. And then, you know, it doesn't have to happen, but they sometimes they'll turn and they'll like look at you and be like, you talked about that. I remember that. I remember that. I, you told us about that uh, Edgar Allan Poe orangutan story or you told us about, uh, you know, Otta Lovelace being... Uh, Lord Byron's daughter and how uh, he told her to stay away from romance. And then she became a famous uh, computer scientist uh, and those sorts of things. When kids remember them and you know that it's because of you uh, helping them, then that really is a, a really meaningful experience for me as a quizbowl coach. You know, I, I'll say there the two things that stick out for me. Um, I love when we go on these road trips and we bring, you know, 30, to 40 kids and the the day of the tournaments we're all there we're dressed in our blue and we are just the middlesex quiz bowl army um and it's just such a great representation of our school and our program uh so i love that uh and but i think that the the best is when um you know players or their parents come up to uh me or you or or mrs ivy when any of the other coaches and they talk about the experience of their kids in middle school. Cause let's face it, middle school isn't for everybody. Middle school mm -hmm. is a really, really tough time for kids, uh, especially for, especially for um, the kind of kids that are drawn to quiz bowl, um, you know, without a program 
like Quiz Bowl, it would be impossible for them to survive those three years. And um, so I, I love it when the, the players or the parents come and, and, you know, just talk about how their kid really had a great experience through middle school because of the, the, the program that we have and the friendships that they've made and, and stuff like that, that nothing brings me more joy than knowing that I've, because middle school was tough for me too. And I even had quiz bowl uh, and I loved it. I loved it. It was, a, it was a, one of the best parts of, of my middle school experience, but, um, but really to, to know that people have made those kinds of friendships and, and connections um, that they wouldn't have otherwise, nothing is better. Mm-hmm. So we're going to hear from Eric in just a little bit about uh, how we can help make sure everyone has that same experience of, or having a better experience in quiz bowl. Uh, why don't we start? There was uh, another online tournament, um, which seems to be the way of the future. Um, why don't we way of the future? <laughs> why don't we see what happened? It's time to take a look around the country and dive into the tournament results that have been posted. All right. Uh, so first is the Carolina Cup. Uh, the date is June 14, 2020. The host was Smith Middle School in North Carolina, and the packet was MVS Rams 2. The tournament was held over Discord, uh, and it was nearly 100 players from 24 different teams that competed. In third place, uh, what if Jello Biafra actually got elected, had a record of 8 and 2? In second place were the Churchillians, with a record of 9 and 1. And in first place were the Gang of the G Swizz, with a record of 10 and 0. With a name like that, how could you possibly lose? Um, what if Jello Biafra actually got elected was Charles Young, Rohan Kerr, Kashik Galamudi from Barrington Station, and Brody Henry from West Point MS in Alabama. Uh, the Churchillians were Siv Vive Kandhan, who is a sixth grader from Churchill MS, Vin Fon and Saheb Gulati, who are seventh graders from Churchill, and Aaron Parsa from Challenger Armadine. Talk about uh, having a they, ringer. All right. Like, yep, come on. Yep, three, that's a Terminator right there. <laughs> if you learn anything from last three episode, kids, three kids from Aaron Churchill. Parsa oh, yeah. Let's just bring it in. Okay. And right. uh, the gang of G Swizz who won, let's take a look, are uh, Shreya Singh from University Lab, Anya Sahu, and Rohan Ganeshan from Quest Academy. So, very well done. Uh, by all those players. They had uh, 18 players who scored over 50 points per game. Uh, and in addition, we had four players score over 100 points per game, who were Tate Osborne with 103, Charles Young with 116.5, Aaron Parsa with 160 points per game, and Rohan Ganeshan undoubtedly helping his team to the first place finish with 167 points per game. So well done. All right, and that's it. That's it for the scoreboard. There just uh, isn't much going on. Um, but uh, there is another one coming up on July 25th. That is the Rosalind Franklin Bowl, um, which is using the uh, the James Blair questions. Uh, you can find more about that on the um, HS Quiz Bowl forum if you search for Rosalind Franklin Bowl James Blair 4. That is uh, July 25th. It looks like they're taking uh, Chimera teams. And if you don't know what a Chimera team is, it's just you don't have to all be from one school. You can have um, a couple of players from different schools come together. So if you have friends in different schools and you want to form a team, um, that's perfectly fine. <clears throat> so joining us now on the podcast, we are very pleased uh, to 
introduce you to Eric Nelson, who is the president of uh, the Play Quiz Bowl LLC and the director of the Bounce Back Foundation. Uh, you'll be able to hear his thoughts along with mine whenever they release the um, the the Riley Conference um, recording that we did. He was one of the panelists with me. Um, Eric, you're you're in Minnesota. Yes, I am. This is Andrew and uh, and Ken in Connecticut. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. All right. How, well. How's the How weather you? in Minnesota? Good. It is uh, it is mid seventies. Today is actually really nice. It was it was too hot for a while. Well, it was too cold for years, and then it right. was too hot, and then <laughs> and uh, so on average, it's, it's, it's just right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll be just right this week, and then who knows what next week will bring. All right. Uh, so. Um, so we'll get into the the bounce back foundation and and mental health, but um, can you just talk to us briefly about play quiz uh, play quiz bowl LLC? Uh, what do you guys do? So play quiz bowl is a question production company and uh, for hire tournament direction company. Uh, a lot of times we're directing our own tournaments, but we have run other other tournaments and other sets and things like that. Our question sets are uh, pop culture focused, uh, the flagship one being Acronym, uh, which is uh, the premier- Very uh, cleverly named, by the way. Very <laughs> clever. I, that, I, was that your doing? No, uh, I cannot take credit for the name. Okay. Uh, a good friend of mine named Matt Quinn, uh, who was the quiz bowl coach at Robbinsdale Armstrong High School, which is in the suburbs of the Twin Cities, uh, came up with that uh, an acronym was was uh, his brainchild sort of to to begin with the uh, local school board or or however that's done cut most if not all of the funding for the quiz bowl program at Armstrong uh, about a dozen years ago and so they needed to come up with money themselves to do things like go to nationals and right. and buy buzzer systems to replace the old ones, that sort of thing. So they came up with this. And uh, this was also around the same time that Rob Hensel uh, uh, mercifully took over the uh, the local quiz bowl circuit in, in Minnesota and made a, a ton of ton of improvements to it. Uh, and he's a good friend of both uh, Matt and myself. And Rob loves it. He's not the only one, as, as we know, but Rob loves to like make backronyms for, for tournament names and, mm. and abbreviate things in amusing ways. Right. And they, so on. they have the, the gemstone and the emerald, aren't That's those right. two right in Minnesota? Yep. We have those. We, uh, uh, Eden Prairie had a middle school tournament called Epsom salt. That was Eden Prairie. <laughs> something, something, I don't even know. Uh, our first tournament of the year, social, uh, the L stands for learnament, which is a, uh, a big point of, uh, I don't know if it's pride or contention, maybe both. But there's a lot of those. So Matt's uh, response to that was to create uh, Armstrong's conceivably regular or nearly yearly meet or acronym for mm -hmm. short. Uh, and so that's how it started. That's how that's how acronym was born. Uh, the so, first uh, oh, go ahead, please. Oh, uh, the first tournament or two were not pop culture. They just used a, an NAQT set. Uh, and then the idea came up to make it a. Uh, house written pop culture set because there wasn't really anything like that locally and in fact you know pop culture questions get a get a bad name uh, it's they they referred to as trash and i'll be honest i refer to them as trash questions too um mm -hmm. just because it doesn't really fit the academic 
standard that some people think quiz bowl should reflect so what, what do you what do you say to people like me that call it trash i know there's a lot of history behind the term so it, it doesn't it doesn't bother me a whole lot i will say that that we uh like at play quiz bowl we don't call it that uh we prefer to to just stick with the phrase pop culture or pop culture and sports uh that that sort of thing but people can call it what they want uh our our main tournament acronym comes out in the spring and we like to think of it as sort of a dessert at the end of the meal that there's there's a this big long grueling season and this is something where people can just sort of exhale let loose a little bit have a little more fun you know it's not so serious uh and i think that that teams really respond to that so if you want to call it trash that's fine but it's it i really think it 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 serves a a good purpose in in the community and and it's it's been a lot of fun for us to to put out there and see kids and adults in, enjoy what we come up with what are the Eric, i think oh, i, I think i'm definitely in your camp uh to cut in because <laughs> i there's probably nothing i see that that gets kids more excited about quiz bowl when they're at a really like starter beginner skill level than a nice trash question just aimed directly at something like they and their family love to watch. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it, it can be a great hook to, to, to get into, you know, sometimes that first buzz, you know, it can be, it can be such a, a big thing for being like, okay, I can do this or this is, and this is fun instead of just watching other people buzz in all the time. And, and I fully respect, uh, it, the decision to to exclude that sort of thing uh but if quiz bowl is a game about the world around us about things that people should care about things that people do care about i feel like you can have those things as 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 part of it and that the the good certainly outweighs what could be seen as as bad or impure or whatever in my mind some of the pop culture questions i've heard are actually among the most memorable like i remember Ken and I talked about an Adams family toss up that the student got on like the third word. Uh, and I remember Bruce Wayne going dead at nationals. Like who, what is Batman's real name? Things like that, where uh, you, you would expect kids to, to know that and get that and, and kind of laugh as they get it. Uh, and the number of games that I've seen that have been uh, the tables have been turned because of one or two well-placed like specifically well-placed in the packet, maybe right as the teams were neck and neck, uh, pop culture questions has been insane, really. To the point where we had a, a pop culture captain, we had a trash captain uh, for one of the last years, and he was extremely good, and he passed the torch on to someone else who said, you know what, I have to make it my role to get every single question that is a pop culture question. So. Trash so, captain. Eric, how would you uh, recommend players that want to be better at pop culture, or at least, you know, uh, if they were going to be their team's pop culture expert, what would you recommend they study? How would you recommend they study? Uh, I would say that that uh, the first thing that comes to mind, and I will say that, again, this is the first thing that comes to mind. It is not necessarily a good idea. Uh, open up your Netflix queue and just look around. You know that thing where you, you know, before you watch anything, you have to just scroll for 30 minutes. Do that. Uh, and then if something seems interesting, write it down, add it to your list. You know, look it up, read a little bit about it. Uh, as with anything else, I, you know, 
you do a lot of reading to be a good lit player. I think you you can do a lot of uh, con- consuming other media to to be to be I better at those things. Do yourself a favor and watch more television. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen to listen to music while you're while you're working on other more academic pursuits, that sort of thing. I'd imagine a lot of the things people do to be a good like fine art classical music sort of player would apply to uh, to some of some of the things involved in in being a good trash player or trash music player. So so how did you get involved in Quiz Bowl? Well, we have to go all the way back to uh, the long, 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 long uh, time ago of 1997. I was a freshman in high school and as always looking for different pursuits and, and things to do with, with friends and, and so on. Uh, at, honestly, even before that, I uh, the local public access uh, TV channel here airs high school quiz bowl games. And I'm sure I'd seen one or two of those uh, and thought, that looks awesome. I would like to be smart on TV. And and then I sort of forgot about it until high school. And then a, a friend of mine through uh, whatever other stuff I was up to uh, mentioned that he had joined the quiz bowl team. And I was like, what's that? And he explains and I, and then it starts coming back like, Oh, that's the thing on TV. Well, I got to get in on, I got to get on this. I can, I can do this right now. And I went to my first practice and fell in love with it immediately and played throughout uh, the rest of my high school career and some, some college and, and that's that. I, it was love at first sight. I, I, I do resent the fact that you say that being a freshman in 1997 is a long, long time ago because in the 97, 98 school year, I was a sophomore. So I, uh, I don't I don't consider myself that well, old. So. Well, I have bad news. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I was uh, I was preparing something for a um, quiz bowl camp today and uh, I was looking something up. And apparently there's this artist named Machine Gun Kelly, and I'd never heard of him. So, okay. So, you, I mean, well, Eric, you're the pop culture expert, and Andrew, you're, you know, you just turned 18. So, I guess, you know, (laughs) you've heard of him, and I, like, boy, boy, has music passed me by. I'm only, I'm only 38, but boy, has music passed me by. Wow. Anywho, um, so, you know, Eric, when we were we were on the panel, um, and hopefully that's going to be released soon uh, because it really there was there were some great discussions there. But when we were on the panel, um, you took the lead when the topic shifted to mental health in Quiz Bowl. Um, and you know, as we were preparing for the show, Andrew and I were talking about how, and Andrew, you know, either you back me up or, or refute mm-hmm. this, but, um, but we were talking about how, when stress of everyday life is getting to us, quiz bowl is an outlet for us. Quiz bowl is, is a, is a, um, you know, something that we use to feel better and, and, and be happy. And, uh, but apparently that's not always the case, right? Is that yeah, absolutely. So- I think uh, uh, our experience as middle school coaches 
means that uh, us, our experience with Quizbowl is very much helping other people who want to become better at Quizbowl get better at Quizbowl. Uh, whereas stuff like what we've seen on the forums is very much about like maybe the high school or college experience of very actively balancing uh, high level competitive quiz bowl with all of the rest of the demands of, you know, a young adult's life. Uh, so it kind of kind of was interesting to us that as adults, because we're, we're coaches, because, you know, the kids really are, are putting in the bulk of the work uh, besides our time preparing them and helping them study. Uh, we don't necessarily see that side of it. Other than, you know, necessarily at tournaments where, you know, things are very much more tense and, you know, like the winning or losing means you go to the next round or maybe your day is just over. So because we've now found this gap in our experience, what can we do to fill that in? How can we help players to also see Quizbowl as something that is, you know, uh, a relief or uh, mm -hmm. a way to reduce stress? So how can we do that? Well, I think there are, I think there are a few things. Uh, it's and and quiz bowl as with any any fun activity, you know, no matter how fun it is, burnout is is very much a, a thing that can happen. It's important that you are making sure that you're not doing that. If you need to stop and ask yourself, am I in, am I actually enjoying this? Uh, then that's it. It can be a very difficult question. Because sometimes the answer isn't necessarily what you want it to be, but it's it's an important thing to to ask. And if you're finding that something, whether it's quizbowl or, or whatever else, is is causing stress, is it's 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 taking up too much space in your mind, taking up too much time, you know, negatively affecting other aspects of your life. It is okay to be like, I need a break, to take a break. And just not, not think about it for a little bit. Maybe that's a day. Maybe that's a week. Maybe, who knows? A day or a week is a lot better than throwing your hands up, saying, I hate this, and never coming back. Uh, personally, I, I can attest, I've come very close to doing that. There have been a couple of... of, of... Was that just in this interview? Or was that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. But, please, uh, please. No, go um, on, go on. Uh, there are a couple of, of acronym sets and other, other play quiz ball projects and things where there were definitely moments where I just thought this isn't going to get done. Hmm. Like I can't, I, 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 I don't have it in me. It's just killing me. And I have found ways to, to, to not get to that point because it's brutal. It's 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 a terrible feeling to feel like this thing that you love is just weighing you down. Uh, one of the things I did, and one of the things that I think anybody should do when they're in a situation like that, is to is to reach out and just tell someone, "Listen, I'm having a really hard time with this, and I need some help." It's really tough to admit that culturally. Uh, let's be honest. Male people are not encouraged to do that, and they should. It's it's presented as something that's that's somehow shameful to to not be a man or whatever, and that's and that's nonsense. It it's it's unhelpful. It's it's 
terrible that there's this idea that it's not okay to not be okay because it is okay. It's fine. It's, it is the acknowledgement of a struggle like that, that allows you to take the steps to get better. So that's what you should be doing. We should be talking to each other, taking care of each other. When I talk about this with students, especially in a quiz bowl context, I note that it depends on it depends on the source, but about one in five or one, in, maybe even one in four people will have a, a, a significant mental health issue at some point in their lives. One in four is basically one person per quiz bowl team. So if you're if you're on a team and think about the three people you play with, one of you is statistically going to have some sort of some sort of issue like this. So we need to be taking care of each other, talking to each other, making sure that everyone is okay and allowing ourselves when something is not okay to do something about it. Even if that's difficult to admit, if it's difficult to do, it's got to be done. And this is um this is part of your work with the Bounce Back Foundation, is that correct? That's correct. All right. Uh now does the name have anything to do with like bounce back bonuses or am I just reading into that a little too much? Oh no, it's definitely a pun. Uh, (laughs) It it definitely came from, from that coming up with names for things can be such a, such a pain. Uh, Like with play quiz bowl, that one was just sort of like, all right. Yeah, that works. I always thought it was weird that the, a lot of the like, t-shirts that you get at at national championships have all of these little details and things on them and somebody walking by isn't gonna under like a lot of times they don't even mention quiz bowl on it it does it just says it's this is the championship and it doesn't say what it's the championship of and that's that's really weird to me (laughs) and i thought i want to have a shirt that just says play quiz bowl on it in huge letters (laughs) uh and because because it gets to the point you know and so I did that. We sold those for a while. Uh, and and when the time came to make the company, I was like, well, now it has the company's name on it. That's perfect. There you go. And, and with Bounce Back, uh, as soon as I thought of that, I was like, that's it. That's perfect. It's a, it's a quiz bowl pun, and it's a mental health thing. Uh, so it's not just for quiz bowl. Like people no. who are that. So, so. Why don't you just talk a little bit more about what that company does? Sure. So uh, the Bounce Back Foundation is something I started up in uh, 2017. Uh, 2017 was not an especially great year for me. I was uh, dealing with a number of different uh, different issues in my life. And when I was kind of getting over the, the hump a little bit, starting to feel better, I was just sort of reflecting. And I thought about... About how the quiz bowl community had been there for me both as a kid and as an adult through through various things and i thought about wanting to to give back and i thought about the things i struggled with as a kid and knowing there are kids out there who struggle with this stuff maybe i can help maybe there's something i can do so i started bounce back it started specifically as a four quiz bowl a quiz bowl adjacent thing um that's a very narrow demographic uh so so it's it's more targeted at at just young people in general. Uh, and we make resources available. 
uh, the various literature and and other mental health resources, getting people in touch with uh, with helpers. Uh, I am not. I should maybe stress, I am not a mental health professional. This is something I do out of out of passion and of and through experience. But I'm not a doctor, you know. I, I I've I've lived through things and and want to share my experiences. Uh, but that's it, it. That and then you know providing resources, raising money. That's what I can do. Uh, when we have extra money, we funnel it to uh, places like the Suicide Lifeline or to the AFSP, Trevor Project, wh whoever whoever we can help, especially if it's going to help help young people uh, understand these things better, help each other, help themselves, and that sort of thing. I, I just am still thinking about your last comment, Eric. I think it's probably the, one of the most sage pieces of advice that anyone has said on our show, including Ken and I, uh, just that uh, if you if you can normalize like what you're doing, normalize talking to someone, normalize uh, speaking up when you know that you're not feeling well or you know that you're not in a good place, then that's really step one to getting out of that place. Mm -hmm. uh, and the fact that there's sadly a lot of people who feel like they can't ever talk about things like depression or anxiety uh, because they know that that will be received negatively by, you know, maybe people who see them in a certain light. Uh, I think that's that's something that uh, I'm really honored to to potentially help raise awareness to by pointing people towards the Bounce Back Foundation. So thank you. Yeah, bouncebackfoundation.org. By the way, uh, we've got information on the on the foundation, uh, resources for youth, for adults, and uh, and so on. So. Um when when uh, we think about being uh, a mentally healthy quiz bowl player, uh, certainly we you should take a step back if you feel you need to, and there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, at the same time, if if you're the teammate of a player that is saying that they need to step back, you know, honor that and and help them yeah uh, and, be, and be supportive um and and certainly you know look look for help if, if you need to what other pieces of advice would you offer players in order to maintain their mental health while playing quiz bowl a couple things uh remember that this is a this is a game it's a fun activity uh it's it's not something that is going to define you you know, if if you if you are the best player in the country and you win championships and, and, and this and that, that's that's great. But life is a big complex thing and it is more than just quizable. You are more than your PPG or your win loss record or anything like that. Like there's more than this. And that's not to say that quiz bowl doesn't matter, that it's that it's not important. It's great, you know. I, basically, all of the friends that I'm close with now, I know through quiz bowl and or other trivia type stuff. It's a great community. Uh, we're glad that you're a part of it. Just remember that it is not the whole world; it is part of the world. So, so don't let it take over your your existence. I, I agree. Success, success in quiz bowl should not be tied to your happiness. Um, 
and <clears throat> and while you're larger than the than the game, the game is also larger than you. And the more you can do to grow the game and give back to the game, I think the the happier you'll be in the in the long term. I don't know. Would you agree with that sentiment? Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's I I definitely would, and I I think that uh, the, those players who aren't able to separate their sense of self worth from their ability to play quiz bowl are the players who really you know uh, burn out quickly or you know take a loss particularly hard uh, because they feel that you know that loss reflects directly on them as opposed to maybe the other team just happened to be you know. 12th graders when you guys are juniors or maybe, you know, they come from an area that has a little bit higher caliber of players uh, or, you know, it's just a gap in your knowledge that you can't particularly blame yourself for. Uh, and I think uh, that's a quality that uh, some of the best players I've seen struggle with, but I've also seen uh, a lot of players who maybe they start playing quiz bowl and then they get one or two games deep and you can see that because they, uh, actually tie their sense of self-worth to their ability to play that's the thing that's stopping them from really getting into quiz bowl because they they can't handle the loss the, every loss reflects they feel in some way on them as a person uh, and to those people i would say uh just give it a shot anyway uh, maybe assume you're going to lose the first 10 or 20 games there's a there's a great saying in uh, a, 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 go, a game from uh Asia that I love called Go, which is uh, you're not a beginner until you've lost 500 games, uh, and then you're a beginner. Uh, before that, it doesn't even really count. Uh, and I'll say there is a, a path of hearing a lot of questions that you've never heard before, but it seems like everyone else knows. Some For some reason, everyone has seen Hamilton, except you haven't, and how have they all seen it when the tickets are $400? You know, they're, tw they're Disney 16. Plus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently that's the answer now. Um, but I remember being kind of stymied and mystified by a lot of those things at the beginning. And, and, uh, I think the best thing that I did was chalk it up to, you know, these kids are a lot smarter than me and, uh, I'll see if I can help them any way that I can see what things you can help your teammates with, as opposed to, uh, seeing it as an, ex as a chance to kind of show off. Um, so definitely that is something that I think beginners and experts are still grappling with one other one other thing perhaps less obvious although maybe it should maybe it it should be drink a lot of water uh a lot of times you don't think to i know i don't you'd be surprised the number of of things you can fix by just staying hydrated and that includes sitting at a desk with a buzzer in your hand uh, or at a computer now, I guess, uh, for a for a tournament or whatever. It's oh, I, I, really I agree. I, I agree. When when my blood sugar drops, uh, I get I get very angry. Um, you know, when I start snapping at my family, my wife's like, you need to eat something and like. Have a right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, no, that's a real thing. Uh, stay hydrated and and you know keep some candy on you or something like that, just to keep your blood mm -hmm. sugar up. That's true. Uh, Eric, it's it's been great having you. Um, yeah. I, I wish you wish you the best this summer. Um, and uh, 
hope to see you maybe at next year's MSNCT. You think you might be able to make it there? Quite possibly. Awesome. Uh, quite. Yeah. I, I, more than anything, I just hope there is one, you know, you can always go to playquizbowl.com uh, to see what we're working on. Uh, right now, we're working on a couple of things for the fall. Acrodemia, which is a pop culture set where all the answer lines are from Academic Quiz Bowl. That's going to be wild uh, and and super, super fun. And we're working on ToeJam 3, which is a, an all-video game tournament. And then uh, next spring, Acronym 14, uh, we're, we'll have uh, our flagship event again. There will be plenty and plenty of ways to, to play that. Hopefully, HSNCT uh, will be making a return there along with the the tournament itself uh and then yeah we got a lot of uh a lot of other interesting things in the pipeline so check us out playquizball.com or facebook.com slash playquizball etc etc and uh come see what we're up to all right eric it's good talking to you man yeah thanks so much all right we'll catch you stay safe catch you around take care all right. So uh, as Eric said, the, the future of Quiz Bowl is still in some doubt. There is uh, uh, MSNCT canceled this year in 2020. Undoubtedly, uh, all the rest of the tournaments will follow. But there is still a uh, underground contingent of online Quiz Bowl tournaments, thankfully, that have been happening through uh, platforms as varied as Discord and Google Hangouts and uh, Zoom. And so there's definitely uh hope for the future uh ken what do you think about next year if you had to bet on whether msnct 2021 was going to happen oh gosh i i i hope so i mean you know uh, uh, you know by may of next year i'd like to think we have our our things back to normal and we'll have tournaments going and stuff like that um but it's interesting though that you know, these camps are all online and um, we ran practices online. These tournaments are online. I, I, so, you know, Andrew, I guess the, the biggest issue is how do you curtail cheating mm-hmm. with, you know, with kids playing online? Um, and, and once that's figured out, like what's what's there to stop this from being the next thing? Uh, I would say the way that I curtailed cheating in my own practices with Quiz Bowl was uh, I allowed students to use Google. I actually encouraged it for some of the questions and some of the packets because uh, I thought it was a fun little mix-up for all of them to be able to search keywords and look up things that they might not otherwise know. Um, that said, obviously, you can't do something like that at MSNCT. Uh, so they do really have a hurdle there um, that I think might be solved by something like... Um, you know, screen locking software that you download. Um, so imagine something like you're you're in a Discord call, but you can't open anything else up. Hmm. Uh, and of course, the person could have a laptop in front of them while they're, you know, on Discord. But, you know, at a certain point, at the end of the day, uh, you have to hope that those uh, honesty waivers or things like that that you have people fill out actually do hold some weight. Uh, and you also have to, if you feel that there are people that are cheating, and are actively cheating, then you have to uh, push to kind of strike those off the record and give them an automatic round loss. Um, so. oh, I mean, just kick them out. I mean, yeah. really, we got to do more than that. Um, yeah. You know, I, I wonder if, if instead of Discord, you need something that has video. And so you can see if they're, you know, if they're on a bonus and they're like, hmm, that's interesting. And they're turning over here and click, click, yeah. 
Like, yeah. uh, maybe it's Grant. I, <laughs> so, <laughs> interestingly, this is actually uh, an ongoing problem in uh, uh, in poker. In and there's a there's a whole lawsuit about this guy who, um, while he was playing poker at an actual table that was like a high stakes table, he uh, was on his phone looking at the like three or four minute delay stream of what everyone else's hands were at that very table because they were mm. streaming it to the YouTube or online to the internet. Uh, and they just have hours and hours of this guy making impossible folds and impossible calls because he knew what everyone's hands were. And now I think there's a joint collective lawsuit against him by like wow. 25 or so players because he was doing exactly what Quizbowl is trying to keep people from being able to do. It's, it's almost as if you can uh, watch a live stream of Quizbowl with the answers on the screen. Um, but it has a three or four minute delay. It's still on some level is going to help. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I, I I find it interesting interesting when when people are posting their these tournaments and you know like this is this is when it's going to be and the, you know you can these are the kinds of teams you can have. Cheating is strongly discouraged. Well, yeah. duh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like strongly prohibited. Okay, I, I don't know the difference between prohibited and strongly prohibited. Like it's kind of I mean, prohibited. I, I so I I will throw the gauntlet here. Uh, if there is one one place or one organizer that wants to hold a cheating is strongly encouraged tournament, I will personally help moderate. I will personally do whatever I can to help <laughs> you with that tournament because I think not only is that a hilarious concept, uh, I think that is a I think on some level, sports like quiz bowl, mind sports kind of grow by pushing the boundaries of what is legal and what's not legal. Um, and if you want to have a tournament where Google is allowed uh, and, you know, there's very strict time limits and things like that, that, mm. that, you know, you people are trying the best to, internet. it does come, maybe it, maybe it yeah. does, but uh, I, I'm fascinated by stuff like that. And I'm, I'd be fascinated to see what the winning team, what their strategy was. Did the best team, that uh, just so happened to also be really good at quizable win. Did they somehow like uh, have all the best bookmarks on Wikipedia? Like what is the mm. best possible, uh, you know, I think arms races like that, even if they're parallel to what traditional quizable is, they do in some sense make you better as a player because you start to see things like connections. Like I, right. I, I, always... I know, I know exactly what I'm doing then. My, my A team next year mm -hmm. is going to be three sixth graders and Watson. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but, you know, I can ask questions that aren't easily Googleable, and, uh, you know, maybe that changes up the format a little bit. I'll take Watson. I'll take Watson. Any day. All right. Uh, so have you have you looked at, do you know about NAQT's uh, buzzword? Uh, NAQT's buzzword. I'm not yeah. sure. No, I'm not super familiar no, with that. So yeah, so they this is what one of the things they're doing um, during quarantine. Um, it's pretty cool. Like there there are different levels. There are different side events that that are all different categories. And um, so they'll ask a question. It's someone reading it. It's it's a pre-recorded uh, audio file of the question being read. And when you know the answer, you hit the space bar, you hit the buzz, uh, the kind of like button. Bowl, but audio. Yes. Uh, and, um, you know, they're very good about taking misspelled answers, thankfully, because I'm, I'm a horrible speller and they assign point values based on how early you buzzed in and they have, they mark your celerity, how quickly you buzzed in, uh, on a question and you can see stats on stuff like that. And I feel like 
that's actually kind of where quiz bowl can go to where you don't need people reading you everything is pre-recorded and uh, if if there's software that's made where you can buzz in over a computer on the same uh, the same program where the questions being read and the scores being kept mm-hmm. certainly makes uh, running a tournament a lot easier when you don't have to True. do anything. You know? So if I can take you on a little bit of a tangent, Ken, and uh, this is a warning to future Ken, there's a chance that you just cut all this out and none of it's usable. <laughs> um, future editing Ken. Uh, but if, if you've ever seen... Uh, Video games from like the nineties, like like really old I, games. I, oh, stop it! I played those games, man. <laughs> games, games for ancient ancient people in ancient times. <laughs> uh, uh, there are some trivia games from back then, and they have about maybe like a three hundred question set of questions mm-hmm. that they'll ask right. you for the entire game. Right. Um, and the fascinating thing is that if you play those games enough, uh and you play them with people who are good enough, uh, it'll say something like, the am, and then the person will just buzz in and be like, well, it's C, because it's going to talk about fish in the Amazon River. It's the only question that opens with the the word the right. am. Right. Like, because it's such a small question mm-hmm. set. And I wonder at some level, if it, if it gets digital like that, um, if the question sets aren't refreshed enough and things get reused enough, I, I've actually noticed this a lot with protobull players. They'll, it'll be something like this specific wording about Zeus, and they'll just buzz in on like the third word, and they'll be like, "It's Zeus." I've seen that question ninety times before. Right. And you'll be like, "Well, do you understand it?" And they're like, "No, nah, I just know by looking at it that it's Zeus." Uh, and I think that's an interesting place for Quizbull to also explore into, um, considering that question writers take such deep precautions to make sure that. Uh, you know, the same stem isn't always used the same way every time. Um, and uh, I just think it's a it's a beautiful phenomenon when people get that good. And, uh, you know, there is also going to be the uh, the people who, let's say there's a question set where one of the answers is Grover Cleveland. Um, they'll buzz in at 0.007th of a second and just neg every other question in the packet. But then it'll be like, this and they buzz and they say Grover Cleveland and then they have the the world you know NAQT <laughs> record for 0.005 seconds they knew it was Grover Cleveland before he even said he started the first syllable of the word president and then he said Grover Cleveland incredible never it's an accomplishment that'll never be matched in all human history uh, and you know I wonder about stuff like that that uh, potentially is a is just a tangent it's a fun tangent but it, it's not real quizable. If you if you can say anything is real visible, reminds me of the people who try to chase Guinness Book World Records and the they have you know ninety different records like spinning a hula hoop for the longest and things right. like We've that. Things the that, most pencils in our ear. <laughs> yeah, congratulations, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's an interesting little subspace. But uh, no, I haven't heard that, and I think uh, you know it would definitely help my voice if I could read a pack at once. And uh, maybe it could be projected to eight different rooms simultaneously. That'd be great. Right. But, but the point is, it would be pre-read. You'd, you'd get the file and the, like all of the questions would be so, pre-read. So and everything. And you, you'd never have Mrs. Ivy complaining about how they mispronounce them. I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot, Ken. Yeah. Uh, if, if every question for all of 2021 was pre-read, who are you going with? Who's your moderator? 
Oh, uh, uh, Ken Mitchell. I don't know if you know who he is. He's a moderator from from uh, MSNCT. Um, mm-hmm. Who is just you can just listen to him read the phone book. He just has this great voice. Um, but okay, no, I don't know if that's so. You want someone from like that's what I mean, oh, Ken Mitchell. There you go. That, <laughs> that's that's who NAQT needs to contact now yeah. to get him to digitize oh, as much content as possible. Yeah. Yep. So shout out to Ken. Nice work. Good <laughs> so name, that was, by the way. Yeah, that was buzzword. What do you say we talk about a buzz phrase? Sounds great. The guys at For 10 Points want to help you answer for 15 points. Power a question with this episode's buzz phrase. This episode's buzz phrase comes from the 2017 list. These objects were first theorized in 1934 by Walter Botta and Fritz Zwicky, but they were not actively studied until Jocelyn Bell discovered their existence in 1967 with a radio telescope. The question goes on to mention pulsars, supernova, and that they are named after a neutral subatomic particle. We, of course, are looking for neutron stars. Walter Botta and Fritz Wicke are worth knowing. When they appear separately in a question, the answer is never a neutron star. Botta is more known for discoveries in the Andromeda galaxy and Zwicky for his work with dark matter. But when they appear together, it's likely they're looking for neutron stars or the neutron. In the 1930s, there was an Indian astrophysicist named Sabrahamanyan Chandra, Chandrasekhar who proposed the idea that if a white dwarf was massive enough, eventually it would become unstable and collapse upon itself. This will create a shock wave that will cause the outer part of the star to explode, a supernova. The white dwarfs that surpassed the Chandrasekhar limit would have such a tremendous gravitational pull that the internal pressure would force the electrons and protons to collide, forming neutrons. When Chandrasekhar posed this, he didn't mention neutrons. In fact, we were still a few years away from James Chadwick's discovery of the neutron. As a reference, Chandrasekhar's theory was proposed in 1930, and the neutron was discovered in 1932. In 1934, a pair of scientists, Fritz Wicke and Walter Botta, posited the idea that of a supernova leaving a neutron star in its wake. The neutron star is so incredibly dense that if you took a marble-sized sample of the neutronium that comprises it, it would roughly weigh the same as all the cars, trucks, and SUVs in America. Wicke and Bada hypothesized the neutron star, but it took 33 years um, for one to actually be detected. Since neutron stars rotate so quickly, and there's still some charged particles within the mass of the star, there is an incredible magnetic field created. This results in beams of light being projected from the magnetic poles of the neutron star. As the neutron star rotates, the beams flash the way a lighthouse would. As a result, the star appears to pulsate in the sky, thus the name Pulsar. In 1967, a graduate student named Jocelyn Bell was working with radio telescopes under the direction of Dr. Anthony Hewish. Their instruments recorded a regular periodic signal from space. The signal was so periodic that once they ruled out interference from objects on Earth, the most plausible explanation was intelligent life from other planets. They actually dubbed the phenomenon LGM-1 for little green men. Once they realized that the signal did not come from an orbiting body, i.e. a planet, they surmised that what they were observing were Bada's and Zwicky's neutron stars. Since then, thousands of neutron stars have been detected in the sky. 
So when you're listening to a question and the clues are out there, Bada and Zwicky, Jocelyn Bell, LGM1, act on impulse, buzz in and say Neutron Star. So Ken, I'm glad you always give me this space here at the end of the episode, but let me be serious for a moment. And I don't want you to apologize for not knowing this. Ken, do you know what they say about success? Oh, God. No, I don't know what they say. You have to plan it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this has been, for 10 points, the best podcast on the web for everything Quiz Bowl related. Uh, I'm signing off for Ken and for myself. Uh, We hope that whether you are a player, a coach, or uh, just trying to improve. Hopefully we have helped you improve. Uh, And we hope that all of you have a wonderful summer uh, and hopefully are taking part in one of our several camps. Ken, you want to do a quick jump on and shout out one or two camps that might be happening right now? Yeah, uh, there's there's ours. uh, And if you're listening to this early enough, there's still time to sign up. You go to Darien Summer School and you can find our Quiz Bowl Boot Camp. Um, There's the quiz q w i z uh their camp um and that is uh, their e camp that runs from july 13th to july 24th that's q w i z the quarantine quiz bowl camp that's run by a group of uh former players uh you can go to their website uh, www.quarantinequbcamp.me that goes from july 20th to july 25th and the Texas Quiz Bowl camp, if you go to texasquizbowl.org, that's July 19th to July 25th. So there's no excuse for saying, you know, there was no resource for me to study Quiz Bowl over the summer. Uh, I think in this new strange world that we live in, uh, one of the benefits is actually that uh, now there's there's more resources than ever and they're easier to access than ever for people who are stuck at home, maybe. So uh, that is all. Uh, Have a great summer.